Hirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past seven. Good morning to you on this Thursday, the 2nd of November. Uh, Still plenty to come on the show. We'll be speaking to... Cal Toomey from afl.com.au a little bit later on, uh, just about 7.30. And Trent Cotchen will be joining us at 8 o'clock, three-time premiership skipper, Brownlow medalist. He has a new book out. We'll be able to talk about that. If you have anything you want us to ask Trent on behalf of yourself or some Tigers fans, 0427-154-166. Send us a text and you go in the running to win the Signet Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. Lots of prizes to give away today, Mark. I love it. We love giving prizes away. Still got that golf pox prize to give away too. And I think it's important right now that we address the... I'm just the elephant in the room. It's a stampede! We got there in the end. Now, this is how it works. The elephant in the room is, it's the topics and the questions that people are a little bit afraid to ask because they're a little bit awkward. And uh, we're not afraid to answer them. And so we're going to jump right in. Do you want me to go with the first one? Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to this, Bix, because... You are a hard-hitting analyst, <laughs> and you throw out the big questions, and you provide answers. Well, I'm going to go with this one. Alex Carey, I think that might be it for the short form of the game with him. I think there's others in front of him now. We've seen that at the World Cup. Uh, at T20 level, it's uh, it's not his, not his gloves anymore. He's not doing the glove work with the 50-over cricket. So I think the short form of the game might be it for him and I think he now is the test keeper and that is it and so he just focuses wholly and solely on that you know a bit of cricket what do you think about that Matthew Wade's 35 so I think the thing that could save Alex Carey is Matthew Wade not being around for too much longer Um, what age is Alex Carey Alex would be over 30 wouldn't he I think Alex is in his early 30s so I guess it's not that much of a difference Mm. um 31. Mm. I think you're right. The concern that I have is that when we head into the summer of cricket, Alex might be part of squads, which means he won't be around for the Shield or for the BBL for, for our South Australian teams. And I would much prefer Alex to be playing cricket instead of sitting around and waiting for an opportunity. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a tough one because it, it happened. Qu- Look, we only see things from well, outside exactly. of the camp, but it, it, from our perspective, it happened quite quickly. He was yeah. in the side and then it just went. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I don't want that to happen, but that's just, that's what it looks like. It looks like. Here's his 32. 32. Yeah. Mm, just. So that's going to be an interesting one. And and I think if you're talking about Wade when he finishes up, the, the logical thing would be to bring a 25 or 26-year-old, wouldn't it, and blood that younger player if there's one out there. So that's going to be uh, interesting, that sort of transition phase that's uh, that's going to be looked at. But certainly heaps of test cricket left to play and maybe in some respects uncluttering his calendar and just focusing on the test cricket might be a really good thing. Yep, well done. I like it. My okay, second one. Port's AFLW side underperformed massively in their second year. So first year, one win, one draw. Second year, one win, one draw, but 10%, their percentage, worse. So I would have hoped, or and I 
would have thought the expectation from the Port Adelaide Footy Club was that you would blood some younger players, you get another preseason into them, and then in the second year you would start to see that improvement and that improvement would translate into wins. And it just hasn't happened. They've had uh, a couple of losses, a couple of close losses under 10 points. They've had a draw uh, as well, as we as we mentioned. But we just haven't seen that um, improvement where you can you can say, oh, they're right on track here and then this incrementally will improve again next year. And then in year four or five, you're saying these guys are going to really be challenging to, uh, to play finals and, and move up the ladder. Hasn't quite happened yet. Progress isn't always linear. So they've got games into uh, young players. We also spoke with Lauren Arnell yesterday and she said, if you looked at the way we play, we're certainly playing uh, a better brand of football, but there's still a work in progress. So they have got a big preseason to do. And then next year is a pivotal season for the Port Adelaide AFLW team. Do you think that this is just an example also of the depth of talent across the country where some of these newer teams are going to struggle for the first couple of years? Um, it's a lot to do with what profile you want to take. So when you start a new team, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Port Adelaide deliberately got some experienced players, Aaron Phillips uh, and others. And then the rest of their team was really young. A bit like the GWS when they first started. They got the Phil Davis and the, all those young players who were 19 and 20 years of age. And they said, you know what? There's going to be some pain early on. But as we as those players get to, you know, in, in AFLW sense, 15, 25, 30 games, that's when we'll start to see them really improve. So there's a little bit of pain early on. But I just thought we might have seen a bit more uh, upside this year. And also... Um is nine, ten games, really, when you think about it. So playing 20 games at the elite level, mm. that's not very long to actually develop. Yeah, it's not. But the, the, the thing about this is, and as we're starting to move into a more professional era where they're getting paid more, mm. so they can actually, the expectation is they can spend more time at the footy club and train more. What Lauren Arnell, the, our, the Port Adelaide coach, said yesterday, it's it's really the ability to chain the ball from defence to offence. So mm. it's uncontested chains, being able to hit a target, being able to sort of keep the ball on the body. That there is just pure football in hand, kicking and kicking and kicking and just honing those skills. So your season goes for 10 weeks. That means your, your off-season is fairly large. So you've got an enormous amount of time to be able to do that. So I hope the appetite's there and they are just... Uh, super keen to get out there, improve their fitness, improve their skills, and we and we come back and we see a better standard of game across the whole AFLW next year. And it has incrementally improved enormously since the first season, um, and we hope it just continues. What's your third one, Mark Bickley? And the controversial one has that happened yet? Well, this is this is where it's about to get interesting. I'm going to make a statement that Halloween. In terms of a, uh, a holiday, uh, you know, a bit of fun, a celebration, is a more unifying event right now than Australia Day. Oh, that's a big call. A community event on uh, Tuesday night, there were families out walking. There were people coming into other people's yards who were sitting around having a drink and they were introducing themselves. We were giving kids lollies. 
Kids are interacting. They're having fun. I heard laughter. I've never seen so many people out and about within the community. And I think that was that's a healthy thing. So the people that say this is Americanized junk and, and it's commercial, yeah, yeah, I get some of that. But the end result is mums and dads out walking with their kids, playing with other kids, talking to other people and the community getting a, a sense of connections. I love it. I loved it. I can, don't can see you make s- that statement again, please? Just make that statement again because this is – I mean, this is big. This could be front page of the advertiser stuff here. <laughs> I'm just making an observation. Yeah, no, no, don't don't backpedal. No, just say what you said. As a community event, Halloween is more unifying than Australia Day. Oh, unbelievable. It's a big call. Because I'll tell you why. I love Australia Day and I want to celebrate, but I have great empathy for our First Nations people. And I'm thinking to myself, is that the right thing to do? Should I be doing it? Should I be outwardly celebrating? And so I'm worried about what I should do on Australia Day. And, and I think there are many others, or the people that I talk to are a bit similar. I looked at your wife's Instagram story yesterday while we were on air on mm. SENSA Breakfast. Yes. And in the morning, she was packing down mm. when it came to Halloween stuff. My Halloween stuff is still up. I'll probably leave it up until next year. Mm. <laughs> um, it's quite fitting in the theme of my streak because it's a bit dodgy. Um, by all reports, you didn't help set up or pack down. No, I did a little bit of the setup. I didn't do a whole lot of the pack down. When you say a whole lot, any? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I pulled down some of the spider webs, but once again, in my defence, because Tori does the setting up, when you pack it down, the way that it's packed away and in which boxes becomes quite important because if I put the wrong thing in the wrong box, that's not that's not conducive this, to it being unpacked correctly. This is next your year. standard kind of ah oh, no, you'll do a better job than me at it. So I'll just <laughs> can sit I back just and... say what's happening now is this Saturday is the is the Christmas pageant. Oh no. And traditionally Tori says to me, Oh, we generally get the, the Christmas lights up within a week or so of the Christmas pageant. So Halloween down, Christmas lights up. Oh. My goodness. <laughs> I need a break. (laughs) Well, that's why you're in here. (laughs) It's 12 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Still plenty more to come. We've got some AFL news to get into next. Thanks to Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. If you're listening on the app, you can get in touch with us straight away. And also, if you want to send us a text, 0427 154 166.